Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm Wildcat Authority Senior Editor Jason Shear, and uh, there's a big one coming up on Saturday. Gonzaga comes to town. Uh, it's the game where, you know, even though people were excited about the Baylor game, um, I think that the Gonzaga game represents um, a lot, just because, A, Gonzaga is probably better than Baylor. Um, I, I think they're better than Baylor, maybe not by a lot, but, um, and, and the real story here is uh, it's it's what many people feel um, is the best team and the, the big team in the West. And uh, Gonzaga's done a nice job of kind of forwarding that case with the win over Oregon this season and uh, the last game where they won over Washington. And then obviously if they can go to Arizona and beat Arizona at McHale, um, their whole argument of being the best team in the West uh, is very legit. If Arizona can beat Gonzaga, uh, maybe that argument slows down and people understand that this Arizona team is a very good Arizona team. Um, you know, credit to Gonzaga for the schedule that they've played. Uh, it, it, Oregon, Michigan, Washington, Arizona, and then they play North Carolina uh, on Wednesday. And of course, their in-conference schedule isn't great. They don't play many good teams there, which is one of the reasons why they kind of like to load up in the out-of-conference uh, schedule, and I'm, I'm sure Arizona would do something similar if they played uh, in the West Coast Conference and teams like Eastern Washington, Detroit, Portland, you know, teams like that, that uh, they'll be playing here coming up. But with all that being said, it is a it is a very interesting matchup because I think that Gonzaga and Arizona are, uh, are two very similar teams, and, and Ken Palm kind of gives a, a, a good look at that Arizona and Gonzaga both ten and one. Gonzaga has the sixth best offense in the country. Arizona has the twelfth. Uh, Gonzaga has the thirty eighth best defense. Arizona has the thirty fourth. Gonzaga has the ninety third tempo. Arizona has the eighty fifth. Um, they're just they're close. I mean they're close in in most categories. Um, I I think that. When you take a look at Gonzaga, um, the concern is something where they they rebound very well. Uh, They're a very good rebounding team on the offensive and defensive glass, and it's something where if you're Arizona, um, you're going to be you're going to be concerned. Um, That's just the way it is. Um, Their defensive rebounding percentage is fifth in the nation. Their offensive rebounding percentage is 37th in the nation, as opposed to Arizona, um, which isn't even close to that. Um, so it, it, it's, it's an interesting game in the sense where the, the teams match up relatively well with each other and how they're built. They're built very similar. Um, Arizona is probably a little deeper. Gonzaga doesn't go to their bench a whole bunch. Uh, they didn't against Washington in the last game, but there, there's some talent there. Armand Gilder, Drew Tim, which is a guy that, uh, that Arizona recruited a little bit, plays hard. Um, but it, it's probably going to come down to the starters um, and just the matchups there. So that's kind of what we'll, uh, we'll focus on. The first matchup is uh is between Nico Mannion and uh and Ryan Woolridge. Uh Woolridge is a is a graduate transfer. Uh transferred from um sorry, transferred from North Texas. Arizona actually recruited uh Gilder uh, not Gilder, sorry, actually recruited Woolridge a little bit, uh, but he was kind of always going uh to Gonzaga. His numbers are down a little bit in terms of overall points, but his uh, his efficiency is up. He is a, a very solid guard. He's the type of guard where um, 
you know, he, he could have one game where he doesn't really score many points, and he has another game where he does really well. And evidence of that is, you know, he had 16 points against Washington on 8 of 11 shooting. Um, doesn't shoot a ton of threes, so that's good. He'll get into the lane. Um, can get kind of fooled into turning the ball over. Did have five turnovers uh, in that in that Washington game. Um, but you take a look at his numbers. He has 16 against Washington, and then against Michigan, uh, he was kind of irrelevant. Had six points, four turnovers against Oregon, kind of irrelevant. Had five points on one of seven shooting um, in an overtime game. Uh, but then he has other games where he has like 16 points against AM. So he is he is inconsistent. Um, you figure that on his normal day, he is a solid point guard that won't make a ton of mistakes, that runs the offense well, and can kind of get in the lane and make things work, uh, make things work from there. Um, Arizona has faced better point guards. Nico Mannion has faced better point guards this season. He is a better point guard than Wyan Woolridge. Is it a huge gap? Probably not because of Woolridge's efficiency. Um, Mannion has a better offensive ceiling. He is a better passer than Woolridge, but Woolridge is shooting 53% uh, from the field this season and doesn't make a ton of mistake. He's only averaging two turnovers a game, and that was with his five-turnover game against Washington. So um, he gets to the line not very much. He only gets to the line a couple times a game, only takes a couple threes, taking about seven shots a game, um, but he has a two-to-one uh, assist-to-turnover ratio, and he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He's the type of guy, though, where if Nico Mannion isn't defending and Woolridge goes for 15, 16 points, Arizona's probably going to lose this game because he's the type of guy where you got to kind of keep in check because if he's scoring and Arizona has to focus more defensively on him, that means that everything else kind of gets uh, upset defensively, and it kind of changes the overall focus of the game. Uh, Nico can guard Woolridge. I, I don't think he's a, you know, a crafty guy that Nico can't guard. Again, Nico has faced better point guards this season, um, but Nico has to be careful uh, defensively. Moving on to the shooting guard position, uh, Dylan Smith versus Joel Aie. Um, and basically, Joel is he's 6'5". He's similar to Dylan Smith um, in the sense where he very likely won't go off offensively. But he has that potential, which is kind of crazy to say. But um, we saw last game with Dylan, even though Omaha is not very good. Um, Dylan, when he gets going, he, he can score all of a sudden this season. It's pretty crazy. I think Dylan Smith, for the most part, has played well this season. Um, you know, last game shows that maybe Anaheim wasn't a fluke. He's not going to go out and, and average 15 points a game. But if Dylan Smith can hit the open threes and make the right play, uh, he is extremely valuable to this Arizona team. And uh, Joel is a 6'5 shooter shooting guard um, will shoot threes. Uh, he'll, he'll take about four threes a game. Uh, not bad, not a bad three-point shooter. Not one of these drop dead, oh, he's coming to McHale. He's going to, you know, hit five threes a game. Um, he's shooting 39% from behind the arc, which is solid, uh, averaging 10 points. He's the type of guy where he's an interesting score story. He only played five minutes a game last season. In this game, he's up to uh, to 27%. Um, I, whenever I judge a player on Gonzaga or any team, I, I kind of look at how they did against better teams. Against Washington, 12 points on 4 of 13 shooting. Not great. 
against Michigan, nine points on four of nine, seven rebounds, four assists, which was decent. Against Oregon, five for eight, 13 points. So uh, so not bad. I mean, he, he's a, a solid player. Um, he's similar to Dylan Smith in the sense where, again, he's not going to go off offensively. It's very similar to what I said with Woolridge, where if he goes and he scores 15 points, Arizona's in trouble and they probably lost the game. Similar where if you're Gonzaga, where if Dylan Smith is scoring 15, 20 points, you probably just lost the game. Uh, the one thing he does very well is rebound. Uh, he averages four rebounds a game, um, but he's had some games, five against Washington, seven against Michigan, 12 against Southern Miss. Um, he, he can we can rebound the basketball, especially for a shooting guard. So um, it, it it's not just coach speak when Sean Miller, after the Omaha game, goes on a rant, and, and Anaheim goes on a rant and says that Arizona simply isn't rebounding very well. Um, they're not rebounding the ball well enough. And against a team like Gonzaga, um, they're going to have to rebound the ball better than they have, um, especially uh, on the defensive glass, because Gonzaga is going to attack the uh, – the glass uh, guy like Joel, he, <coughs> sorry, he uh, he hits the offensive glass. I mean, he he will get a couple offensive boards a game. Uh, has had an offensive board in every game this season except for two. Um, so he'll go and he'll attack the glass. And and Arizona needs to be careful of that and and make sure that they uh, they contain him. Uh, small forward position is one that I think is going to be awesome. Uh, one of the more exciting matchups of this game, Josh Green versus Corey Kispert. Uh, Corey Kispert is a 6'7 junior, um, averaging 14 points, four rebounds a game, shooting 48% uh, from the field. Really good player and kind of underrated in terms of his value. I mean, Killian Tilly, Philip Petrovic, even Woolridge will get a lot of uh, attention for this Gonzaga team, but Kispert really makes this thing go. I mean, he is a guy where he's going to, there's a solid chance he plays the most minutes in this game, and he's a guy where he's going to have a major, major impact. If uh, if Josh Green can slow him down, it's going to go a long way towards Arizona winning this basketball game, and vice versa. If Kispert outplays Green, it's going to go a long way towards Gonzaga winning. Uh, it is an extremely important matchup. If either side gets the advantage over the other, um, that team is going to have an advantage overall in the game. Uh, you take a look at Corey Kispert, for instance, 15 points against Washington, uh, 17 points against Texas Southern in the game before. Against Michigan, he didn't play well, and they got blown out. That's not a coincidence. So he has six points against Michigan in 37 minutes. The hit some trouble. They, they really took him out of the game. Only got four shots, which is the least amount he's had all season. And then Gonzaga gets run off the court. Okay, not a coincidence. Against Oregon, he plays 42 minutes and has 17 points, and they win. Uh, when he is playing well, they are a much better team. He's really only had a couple bad games against Texas A&M. They won by 30, but he went 1 of 10 from the field. Um, against UTA, he had 3 points with 1 of 8. He kind of had a stretch there. It was a 3-game stretch where he didn't score more than 4 points and was uh, was 3 of 24 from the field. But then he bounced back with 28 points against Southern Miss and since then has played well, um, except for that Michigan game. Um he he's a solid defender. He's 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 very similar to Green in the sense that when his shot is falling, 
Um, he's really good, but when a shot's not falling, he still impacts the games another way. He can rebound. He's a very solid passer uh, and really can, can kind of get going in other ways. Doesn't turn the ball over a lot. He's only had one game with over two turnovers. Um, and this is this, to me, when you take a look at everything, you can make a very legitimate argument that, uh, that it is the most important matchup of the game. Because if Corey Kispert and Josh Green play to a tie, um, it's kind of what we all expect. But if one gets a sizable advantage over the other, um, it, it's likely that team won the game. And I know I've said that with the other positions, but it's kind of magnified in this game because Green and Kispert are, are very similar players. I think if you're looking for a big concern with this game, uh, it comes in the next two matchups. Arizona kind of has a decision to make. Um, as of now, I don't know who Zeke Naji is guarding. It's either going to be Killian Tilly or Philip Petruzev. And it's an interesting matchup because Tilly is 6'10", 220. Petruzev is 6'11", 235. Zeke can guard both. And Chase Jeter could probably guard both um, as well. So it, it's going to be a, a difficult decision for Sean Miller. Personally, I think so. Uh, my guess is is that Zeke guards uh, Tilly. Um, Not a guarantee. They could switch it off, but um, my guess is that Zeke guards Tilly and Chase Jeter guards Petrozev because uh, basically Zeke is more mobile, and I think that Zeke would be able to get to the perimeter a little bit more uh, to guard Tilly because Tilly's going to shoot threes. Um, Tilly hasn't been healthy the whole season. Um, First game was on November 19th. Uh, but he's he's played well. I mean, against Oregon, he had seven points, didn't play great, fouled out in 27 minutes, but bounced back against Michigan with 20 points. Washington had 15 points, uh, six assists, five rebounds, four steals. Uh, he was the difference in that game against Washington. And uh, Tilly's just a good player. I mean, it, it, that's just what it comes down to. Um, you know, battled injury last year, only played 16 minutes a game. Uh, you go back to his sophomore season, played 26 minutes, averaged 13 points, six rebounds a game. That's probably the type of player he is. Uh, solid rebounder, shooting 49% for the field and 40% from three. And when you're 6'10 and you're shooting 40% from three, um, that that is an issue for, for opposing teams. I, I think that the reason I would put Zeke on him is I, I think that Zeke is the more mobile player, but I also think it it's a difficult situation. It really is, because Tilly, um, while he's a good rebounder, also has the ability to take Zeke away from the basket, and Arizona really needs Zeke to hit the glass. And if Zeke's away from the basket and he's not able to hit the glass, it's going to come down to a guy uh, like Josh Green or Dylan Smith or Jamal Baker, etc. Those guys have to step up rebounding, or again, Arizona will very well uh, will lose this ball game. Uh, Zeke is a guy where I was talking to someone close to the program the other day, and I think the biggest issue with Zeke isn't the double. It isn't what teams are doing to him. It's none of that. The biggest issue with Zeke right now is that he's lost confidence. And when you are a player in Zeke's position as a freshman, and uh, and you are a, a obviously a good basketball player, we saw it early in the season, um, and then he had he kind of had a rough game in Anaheim. Um, and yes, I realize that the rough game happened with the hair going up. I realize that. I've made it known to people. I don't think it'll affect it. But if it does, and his hair is down on Saturday, uh, I want full credit. But <laughs> with that being said, um, with with that being said, it's it's kind of a situation where 
Arizona needs to find a way to get him his confidence back. And I don't know if that's going to him early in the game. I don't know if he just needs to play well. But you can see it in his body language. And, and like, it's it's frustrating to him. It's frustrating to the coaching staff. Um, it's frustrating to a lot of people. It's frustrating to his teammates. And it's not Matt. I'm not going to use the word Matt because it's not. It's just that everybody, including Zeke, knows how good he is. And he's lost a little bit of that confidence. And Sean Miller's even mentioned it, that his confidence was taken from him in Anaheim a little bit. And Baylor really impacted him. And um, he, he didn't play great last game against Omaha. And it's not going to get any easier. But this is a big game for him. If he can play even with uh, Petrozev or Tilly, and he could really bring it to Gonzaga, um, it's not an impossible matchup for him. He should be able to to get some things done because of his mobility and, and just his overall skill level. And Arizona is going to need him because this isn't the type of game where they can kind of work through things. Like Arizona needs Zeke to play well. Um, Christian Coloco has been playing well, and I'm not going to suggest that Coloco is a better player overall than Zeke, but this isn't the type of game where you're trying to work through things. I mean, you got to go and do whatever you have to do uh, in order to win the game. And, and I think it's a good opportunity for Zeke on Killian Tilly because Killian Tilly shouldn't be able to overpower Zeke. The biggest concern is what Gonzaga is going to run in order to isolate Zeke on the perimeter and see if they can get him in trouble with screens and such. And I think that Arizona has to be prepared for that. I don't think Gonzaga doubles Zeke. Uh, when Zeke is on offense because of the size that Gonzaga has up front, which means that, in my opinion at least, Zeke is going to have uh, some opportunities on offense. The other concern in the front court is Philip Petrozev. Uh, he has been Gonzaga's best player this season. He, he really has, and um, he, is, <laughs> he is legit. He is probably an NBA player the way things have gone. What's crazy for him is uh, he, uh, he only plays 26 minutes a game. His conditioning isn't outstanding. But in those 26 minutes, he's averaging 16 points, eight and a half rebounds. Uh, he shoots threes, but it's whatever. You know, he kind of he shoots one a game and he doesn't make it. He's only shooting 14% from three, but he's shooting 52% from the field. Averages over a block, averages an assist, uh, averages half a steal. I mean, he doesn't turn the ball over a lot. He is a very good basketball player. Scored 17 against Washington at 17-10 to 10 against Michigan. Struggled big time. Uh, had 9 points and 9 rebounds but went 4-16. That was just a, a blowout loss for a reason. Against Oregon, 22-15. and 15. I mean, just absolutely dominated the Ducks in that game. Um, him and Tilly uh, were, were the differences in that game. You go back to that game and, um, you know, pull up a box score, um, you know, they had a different starting lineup. They started Gilder in that game, which uh, they're probably not going to do against Arizona. They'll probably uh, start Joel, like I mentioned before. Um, but, you know, Petrosov at 22-15, and 15, Tilly at 17-7, and 7, and they combined to shoot 13 of uh, 27. I mean, if they do that, uh, you know, sorry, they didn't combine to shoot 13 of 27. Tilly didn't shoot well. I'm, I'm looking at Kispert, but, um, you know, it, it's... If you're going to go and you're going to get that production out of your front court, um, Arizona is going to be in trouble because the way that Gonzaga kind of comes down and, and makes things interesting is basically they they, they like the front court to kind of work around um, certain situations. So the guards, um, while it's a guard dominated team at times, when those front court guys are hitting, Gonzaga's just so much better uh, because it opens things up. You got to worry about doubling, and that's when they really get you an offense. Um, they're not an extremely fast team, but they're a, a free flowing team. Their possession length, they're twenty fourth in the country. 
Um, on defense, they get down and they defend, and, and they're 303, uh, which is crazy. And, and, and just as a comparison, um, Gonzaga's 24th in possession length, Arizona is 30th. So they actually play um, a little bit faster uh, than Arizona in terms of possession length. Overall, Temple isn't, uh, but there's it, it's close. And so basically, you know, you're looking at this game, uh, I, I don't think Sean Miller is joking. I don't think he's making um, a statement to his players. I think that he is very, very serious when he says that rebounding will decide this game. Uh, rebounding and defense. Uh, obviously, defense is important. If Arizona is not defending um, against Gonzaga, they're going to lose uh, unless Gonzaga isn't defending either. I do think that there is a legit possibility that this game winds up being a track meet because I think that both teams are good offensively and really like to get up and down the court, that it may seem like both teams aren't defending very well uh, at all. And so um, it, it, it could very well be a situation where the offenses dominate the defenses and all of a sudden you see it become more of a defensive, I'm sorry, an offensive game. With all that being said, um, to me, you know, you're looking at rebounding. And if Arizona gets dominated on the glass, um, especially offensively, uh, they're going to lose this ballgame. I just can't see them winning. Uh, I take a look at this game, and, I, and it's a very even matchup for me. I think no matter who wins this game, it's hard to say that one team is going to be better than the other. I don't think anyone gets blown out in this game. I'm curious to see what the spread is when it is released. Uh, I will be picking Arizona probably by like a point. Uh, I think Ken Palm has Arizona winning by three points in a very close game, obviously. And it's a hard game to get a feel for uh, because both teams have had their bright spots and both teams have had their low points. I mean, Gonzaga's low point was obviously getting absolutely run by Michigan. And it's the same Michigan team that just lost to the Illinois team that Arizona blew out at home. So um, it'll be it'll be a very fun atmosphere. Uh, it's late on a Saturday night. People will be saucy. Um, it, it's going to be a fun game. Um, it is a very meaningful game for a regular season game. It's Even though it's not conference, I think the overall theme of the game is, is obviously very memorable. Um, but again, rebounding, rebounding, rebounding. We'll know as soon as that game ends. Kashawn Miller, I bet you, is going to open up that post-game presser saying we either rebounded the ball well or we didn't. And depending on how he starts it, that's the result of the game. Um, so it'll be a fun one. I'm looking forward to it. We'll have a podcast after the game looking back at it. Uh, once again, I'm Jason Shear, Senior Editor of Wildcat Authority, and this has been the Wildcat Scoop Podcast.